want to welcome everyone back to another episode with your boys. It's Matt and a bunk. And we're here to go off on a little bit of recovery because we are the mercenaries of recovery, a solid state. Solid state meaning it's solid state radio. Oh, the triple R. The triple R's. Get to know. Which are radical. radical. Stay with me. Recovery Recovery Radio. Radio. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So we're we're flying already off the handle. Um, You know, that's how that that whole deal works. We start flying off the handle. We start discussing things right off the top of the dome. And we're just going with a full send today, Llama. Full send. Hey, that's because where I am, it's Friday, and the, the streets, streets are, are ours. What's that? What's that? What's that backstory all about, man? Um, that's an old Facebook thing. When I first got on Facebook, yes, I'm on Facebook. Um, Zenboy sixty five, you'll find me. And it was a Friday, and that's a line from a song, and I was, all I could think of was, and I was using then. So it was just like, ah, it's Friday and the streets are ours because it's the weekend where there's no responsibility, there's no authenticity. I can just be whoever I want and act appropriately like that. Wow. What a huge topic it is when it comes to guilt and specifically feeling less guilt was one of the one of the main things I wanted to hang on to. And if it was Friday, there was some sense of less guilt. If I even knew what day of the week it was, whether it was five in the morning or five in the evening, whether it was dark or light out, like what what planet am I on? What is going on around me? But that whole concept of less guilt. Yeah, I put I put I put shame in the sock drawer on Friday afternoon. Woo! And I didn't dig it out until Monday morning. And it was once I went in recovery, I realized that I took it out of the draw on Friday and I acted the way I did all weekend. So Monday, there was nothing but, oh man, I'm so, I feel so bad that I did that or I did that kind of thing. And guilt was, guilt was a big part of it. I didn't understand, I didn't have guilt or shame because I was a hidden dope fiend. I just didn't share my addiction with anybody, just myself, which was huge. And I couldn't enjoy it with anybody. Um, and it wasn't until I went into recovery that I, that I got up off my cushion and I came out of that place. And I realized, damn, man, look at what you did around you, you know, the collateral damage. And that's where the shame came from. I started off as being a loud, proud drunk and that was my experience for years. Like I had no problem with being outgoing, over the top, kind of matches up with my personality. Uh, I guess I'm an extrovert or introvert, however the back and forth balance goes with that personality type. And I would be that loud, proud dude. And then as time went on, and, uh, and, I, and I had some, some, some sense of inward guilt going on, knowing that I wasn't living the life I was supposed to, supposed to be leading, supposed to be living. And it, it obviously caught up to me to the point where, for me personally, the guilt 
became so heavy, it was like waking up with a 10-ton brick on my chest every day. The look in my mother's eyes, the, uh, the court paperwork to, you know, prove that I hadn't been living correctly. And then a lot of the subtle things that came in to my experience was parking my car out back of the apartment complex so that if somebody was driving by, they wouldn't even know my car was there. And I had skylights and those skylights would be shut and uh, it would just, I, I would want to be completely separate from the world. I knew that I wasn't living up to my potential. And that, that caught up to me over time. Yeah, loud and proud drunk, huh? So that's a cool thing. I only know you in recovery. I only know your sober lifestyle. And I can only imagine the other, the other Mets. Mm. Um, and, and I know how I am with that. The problem is in my world, nobody knew me other than the way I am today because I didn't act. I was so careful and so secret. And, and so covering of everything that I did that people, you know, wanted to ride home from the bar with me. And I'd have six people in the car and I would not be behind the wheel, even though my hands were on it. And people would never get an, an understanding of how messed up I was inside because I looked the same. And when I went into recovery, nobody noticed. Nobody noticed except for me which was where it all was because that guilt and shame we were talking about is suddenly I realized, damn, how much of time I lost, you know, how much time I covered. And then of course the collateral damage and that's where the real guilt and shame came from is how many other people got burned because uh, I was on fire. I used to wake up every morning and my first thought to myself every morning was what's wrong? Something's gotta be wrong. That, that was a continuation that happened in between my years for, for a long, long time. And, it, and it, really, it really hurt that way to wake up with that day in and day out. And for those who might have a different experience, you know, whether or not you're on one end like the llama or one end like mine, it, it really doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's one of those things where the devil's in the details. Like, it doesn't matter how it affects you. You know, it doesn't. Not that it doesn't matter how it affects you. It, it obviously, it obviously comes down to how it affects your daily life, and no matter the how the details of that. If you're if you're waking up and you're or coming to, not even waking up, and you're starting off your day with what's wrong, there's something that you might want to take a look at. Yeah, where do you go from there? You know, where do you go from there? You go to a drink or a drug. That's the that's the way it is. As long as you wake up that way, there's only one place you can go. Um, until you until you find the path that gets you to your authentic self. Um, that for me, uh, as you know, that was the big thing for me. Uh, I was living this Buddhist life. I was living this dope fiend life, and Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Um, and it just got, it got to be so much work. And uh, I, I had the incident in my life where I went, you know, if I can do this kind of stuff with people, for people, and I'm living two lives, what can I do? What can I do if I devote all of my time to this work, if I become authentic? 
And when I started that, that's where the guilt and shame started to disappear uh, because I understood, as I got to understand where I was and I understood where I can be, that was the path. Those days stockpile oh. and building a better and better future day in and day out. Sometimes I would have to break apart my day as well. Like I would get through the morning and it would be a pretty decent morning. I'd be like, okay, you know, now I'll get through lunchtime. Now I'll get through dinner time, And, you know, I might go to a support group at night and continue, continue to put forth that right effort and allow some of that guilt, shame, remorse to drip away. And I'm a visual person to drip away like an icicle because that's, that's part of the process is like, it is a, a time-consuming thing. It's a, it's not time-consuming. It's it's one of those things where you have to put in the time to get the results. Yeah, and, it, you know, as the days pile up, um, in early recovery, sometimes that's all you think you have is the number of days you have sober. Um, and then it gets to a point where that isn't the, the, that isn't the, the main point. But always in the back of my mind, I can go, and I sometimes I get to the calculator and I figure out, you know, ten years, um, how many days is that? And geez, do I want to do I want to start all over again? <clears throat> now, first of all, I'm too old. Mm. You know, for me, starting all over again is a short life. So, but it is. If you're if you're at that moment, um, start piling the days up. If nothing else, it's like stacking wood. You know, just start piling the days up. One of the things with guilt is, or shame, or remorse, is if you can put a label on it, there are so many other people who have done the exact same things. Sometimes we, we make up like these, these skeletons in our closet that are such a big deal. And it comes down to the fact that if you can put a label on it, someone's done it, and it's okay. It's all right to be able to share that. Like, that toxic shame around the subject doesn't have to be there. Now, that's, and that, it's a label that we put on ourselves or society puts on us. And does that fit us? It's not like a, it's not like a label on the inside of a suit pocket or in the back of that great plaid shirt that you have on right now. It, it's the label that people judge it's the judgment label, mm-hmm. and and we'll assume it so willingly because somebody says it. Oh, you're an addict, or you know whatever language it is allowed today that that label is thrown on you because somebody thinks it fits. You put the label on the suit doesn't mean the suit fits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you got two hands. You can save your save your ass or save your face. You got to choose one. And it really does come down for that. And when I quit drinking and drugging, one of the things I didn't realize is I quit drinking and drugging to save my ass, but I found out my soul was attached. Right in the middle. It's the middle ground between the face and the butt. Um, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't even, I didn't save my ass. I, didn't, I never, it was my soul. It was my soul that was just, coming out my ass, I think. And, and I didn't want to lose it. Um, and it, and it, was a, it was that judgment, that moment, mm-hmm. you know, that moment where it's okay. 
what's not even what's really important. How do I want to live? And it's not all that you just jump on board like that our actions were okay or anything like that. Like I'm not giving anyone a permission slip to go ahead and go do some shameful shit or guiltful stuff that will eventually boomerang back on you real hard. But it is about being able to turn the script on that, turn the narrative on that, where now that you're in recovery, it's one of those things that happened. It doesn't define you anymore. And it is important for you to continue to demonstrate through your actions that you're willing to have that change take hold. And that is going to take all you have. Uh, it's a Duca moment. We were, we were, we've, been, we've talked in the past about, um, about, together, you and I, about Duca. And in my practice, the first noble truth that all life is suffering. Duca is pain or suffering. Where does it come from? What goes along with it? What's in that house? Guilt and shame. Nobody suffers like somebody who's, who's guilty, feels guilty, who has shame. That's, that's a huge suffering. And in Buddhism, that's where the practice is. That's where the Buddha laid out, okay, there's a reason for it. There's a way out of it. And here's what you can do to help yourself get out of it. The attachments, right? Yeah. With the dukkha, the attachments... Um, and having and having that fear around someone, what what they may think, and yet once it's finally out there and you've shared your secrets, it really is one of the most freeing experiences I think I've had yeah. in recovery for myself. Is that somebody knows every little thing there is to know about me, and I think it was bigger than just the confession. You know, it don't get me wrong; the confessions are important and whatnot, but. To be able to, to completely unload, what a gift! Yeah, that's uh, man, you know my story. That's the uh, that's the total thing. Um, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, the great Colombian writer, he um, I can see people nodding their heads. He wrote Hundred Years of Solitude, Love, and Times of Cholera. Um, he said you live three lives: public life, a private life, and, and a, a secret, secret life. life. And that secret life sucks. That's where the that's where the shame and guilt come from. Shame and guilt come to, don't come from your private life. That's something you can that that everybody has, the private life and usually you can keep that private and only share it amongst those people that are that you're comfortable with to do that. But that secret life, you don't share with anybody. That secret life where you feel so shitty about so guilty you have so much shame from my own experience with that that you just can't you can't share that. It's one of those things that has to have a continuation of is that if you are getting back involved with that secret life or whatnot and you have been in recovery for a little while, you got to tell on yourself. You got to have you got to have trust in one person or a couple people to be able to let them know so that that way there that stuff that's brewing within doesn't explode. Amen to that, brother. Done it again. Done it again. We do it all the time. Once again, all the time, again and again. It's your boys on Mets and the Monk. We're here for you because you're here for us. We know how it is. It's a two-way street. It's Friday. The streets are ours. And your boy is an absolute mercenary in recovery. Oh,